0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, July 13th, 2023. On Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, we had a big day for us TV nerds yesterday when the 2023 Emmy Awards were announced. We will talk about those here in a minute. The thing is... We don't actually know if the Emmy Awards are happening in September like they're supposed Probably to. Probably not.
1: Yeah. yeah. Based on how everything only. is going so far, and now about to have SAG stuff as well.
0: Yeah. So as of recording time, we're recording in the evening on Wednesday, obviously. Obviously, we know that the Writer's Good of America is currently on strike at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, Wednesday night. The extension that was uh, originally negotiated between the AMPTP, which is the... Association of Movie Television Producers, and the SAG-AFTRA union is set to expire. So by the time you hear this, if mm-hmm. you hear it in the regular feed, there might be a strike Maybe. with SAG. We don't know. Um, it had an overwhelming...
1: Depends if Fran Drescher is still partying yeah. up in Italy yeah. with Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Oh, Kimmy. um
0: Kimmy. So we'll see. Franny. So a lot of things are up in the air and we will see what happens but we will get to the emmy nominations here in just a little bit but of course as a reminder if you want to hear everything here on broadway radio before you can hear it anywhere else head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadway slash patreon now, actually, before we get into the Emmys, which is going to be the next story, I did want to circle back to something that we talked about yesterday. Yesterday, we mentioned the fact that the upcoming national tour of Funny Girl had announced its cast, uh-huh. and in the role of Fanny Bryce will be Katerina McCrimmon. Now, at the time, we you know when we recorded this, it had come out just a little bit before we recorded. um... There had not been much pushback on this casting, but in the hours and the, the the day since then, there has been a decent amount of concern about this actor's casting in the role of Fanny Bryce that I wanted to address. Mm. The reason is, is that as of now, and I have not, I'm going to assume this is correct, I have not seen it you know, definitely confirmed one way or the other, but it is the assumption and nobody has said, you know, otherwise. So I'm, I, I never want to assume anybody's religion or, you know, Which, ethnic background yeah. or anything. Well, I didn't so say I'm anything
1: about it yesterday. Either, 100%, but yes.
0: Yeah. A lot of people are discussing this, assuming the fact that Katerina McCrimmon is not Jewish. And like I said, I've not heard anything that says that she is. So I'm assuming that that is correct. But yesterday, I didn't mention it because I assumed she had to be Jewish because she was cast as Fanny Bryce in the National Tour of Funny Girl. The press release did say that she... Right. The, the press release did say that she was Cuban-American, but of course Cuban-Americans, you know, anybody in the, from whatever nationality, in whatever country, can also be Jewish. I know my friend Alexandra Silber has dealt with this a lot. Her mother is... Uh, Hispanic. Her father was Jewish. She has played Maria in a Grammy-nominated production of West Side Story opposite yeah. Cheyenne Jackson and Jessica Vosk. And she has also played multiple daughters in Fiddler on the Roof on both uh, the uh Broadway and in the West End. So she's dealt with things like this. So I don't want to assume anybody's nationality, ethnicity, religion, whatever the case may be. However, there have been a number of people that have spoken out, including uh, Al's uh, Fiddler on the Roof sister, Samantha Macell, Talia Suskauer, who has most recently played Alphaba on Broadway, and others talking about the fact that in a day and age when there is so much anti-Semitism just in life in general, and with theater and the arts so, so often championing representation, to have an actor play a role like Fanny Bryce, it can be a setback. Not that you know and a lot mm-hmm. of people are saying that it's not just that it is playing a jewish role because i think a lot of people are differentiating between just a role that happens to be jewish and a role that is very much rooted in judaism yes. one person who, who is a 100%. real life person and especially in the in the fact in funny girl where fanny for comedic purposes leans into what could be considered anti-Semitic stereotypes about Jewish people. And it's one thing they, they argue if the actor doing that is somebody who has lived that life experience yeah, as a definitely. Jewish person versus somebody who is not, because that could actually add to the stereotyping of that. Now, in fairness, I have heard from multiple people and have actually talked with a couple people who are Jewish, who work in the theater community who say they have no problem with it and they think that this is overblown. So this is not, I'm sure—we're not painting with a wide brush and saying that yeah, everybody yeah. feels the same way. But I think it is something that is a good thing to discuss. I personally would err on the side of the people that think this is probably not a good idea. I also think that it is actually kind of crazy that it got through so many different people that had to approve it. Um for this not to have been considered I mean I'm sure it was considered but they went forward anyway Oh in any
1: sure way. yeah It
0: is in- it is important to remember though that because of you know laws you are not actually allowed to ask somebody what their nationality is what their religion is what their sexual identification right. is anything like that exactly. they can't ask that but it is important to know That in the breakdown for this tour, for the character of Fanny Bryce, it says, Female, late 20s, 30s, Jewish. Rises from humble beginnings to become one of Ziegfeld's biggest stars. A stark contrast from Ziegfeld's traditional showgirls. A tour de force. A great singer with strong comedic timing. Actors of Jewish heritage are encouraged to submit. Now, in terms of the breakdown, Mm -hmm. Ashley... That's probably as far as they could go. They cannot say that is 100% as far as
1: it can go. As someone who stares at casting notices for their day job, that is as far as you are ever going to get. There's also sometimes, depending, casting directors will note that one thing over another is preferred, but it's more often than not strongly encouraged to apply. And the implication is there that we're trying to hire the people that we're strongly encouraging, whether that happens or not is an entirely different thing, because money for one, especially when you talk about like television and film and theater, it's just (laughs) so many dumb factors. And it happens a lot. I mean, we talk about casting when it comes to, I mean, uh, another thing that I see all the time is if you're looking to cast somebody, somebody who's brown, we get a lot of Latinx people that end up in the roles and vice versa. Um And things like that happened with Aladdin. It constantly happens all the time. Thankfully, mm-hmm. less so um in recent years but it's always going to be a conversation and it's a conversation i hate having because things like this are so obvious to me that yeah fanny bryce is jewish and she should be played by a jewish British. actor
0: it didn't. I just like I said yesterday when we got the casting announcement. Um, her, reen- her name is is Katerina, which yeah. has in my mind throws Russians. in Eastern European. Yeah. yeah re- I I just assumed, and that is my fault. I mean, not that they would have put that in a press release or and even would have told me if be I the asked. Case. But.
1: Exactly. It still could be the case, and all we're doing is drawing attention to the fact that people are upset about it, and they have Very every right so. to be upset about it. And the other side of it, people aren't upset about it. That's also yeah. their prerogative.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like we said, uh, I've checked Katerina's social media throughout the day just to kind of see if she's responded. Because at this point, sure. she surely has heard it. She has not said anything. Um, that's why if she did come from a, a Jewish background, perhaps her father was Jewish, and but she was raised Christian or something. Maybe she would have said, yes, I, I, I'm not a practicing Jew, but I do have Jewish heritage. Hallelujah, she said Michelle. That. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So like that is very much a possibility for uh in any case, just because somebody is not, you know, and that's another thing with, I think people get, get confused. And this is a legitimate question that I don't have the answer for. So this might get me in trouble or get me canceled that that I just don't know. And this is a, a an honest to God, good faith question. When we look at Judaism and, and Jewish people, like there is a difference between religious jewish people and ethnically jewish people a lot of times those overlap but they don't always you know people can convert sure. that have no ancestry uh with the jewish people so like that brings up some other dimensions too where does the person ha- you know it i don't know so this is just a complicated thing that i think is important to talk about like i said i would always err on the side of casting in, in any role with some sort of race uh ethnic background religious background is important to the character that you just cast it that way um and i think that we've talked mm-hmm. about this before when it comes to lgbtq characters as well when it you know when you're casting yeah. the inheritance or the boys in the band like go ahead and cast I people. see like, a
1: straight person on that stage right. at least right. a person on that stage
0: yeah. So it's complicated. It, there's a lot of layers, but I think that this conversation is important. I don't want us to feel like we're taking a step back when it comes to representation, especially at a time where Struly with so much reassigned. anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, there's so much anti-Semitism around the country. Yeah. So it's, it's complicated. I feel terrible for Katarina McCrimmon because. No one is saying she's not capable of it. Some people are questioning whether or not she should have gone in for the role in the first place. But I'm look. People got to get their money, and going through the going through an audition process can help you down the road, even if you don't get the role. So I'm not going to fault her for that. But it's a conversation that will probably continue to go on. Honestly, actually, I don't even want to put this out into the world, but I'm going to. But like, I I kind of feel like it's almost impossible for her to to do this at this point. I but maybe I'm
1: wrong. I don't I don't
0: know. I uh, a but lot we will of have to is- wait and see.
1: Yeah, and again, a lot of it is the implication that she – or you know, the assumption that she isn't Jewish. Right, right, and again, we don't know the, that yet, so like, I'm not going to suppose whether she should or shouldn't take the job until she very has fair. something to say. Yeah, that is very fair. All right, well,
0: let's move on to something that is not complicated, although very much could cause controversy if we want to like argue about things. But yesterday, the 2023 Emmy Awards announced their nominees. I'm going to read through – the series, the series that were nominated, and then I'm going to go through just some of the names of, of some theater related people that were nominated. The best drama series nominees are Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. Any, what, what tickles your fancy there? Is there anything specifically I mean, out of that list that you're rooting for?
1: gonna be succession it isn't even a contest that's Um, not what i asked i didn't ask what was
0: going to win because we know what's going to win yeah
1: i mean i'm i'm not a succession person even though i watched it um because i appreciate good writing and good acting and that is what that show is so i'm not gonna be mad as succession wins but i did however finally start season two of yellow jackets last night right before bed so yellow jackets is on my brain i mean i can't comment (laughs) i'm only two episodes in so but i'm i'm very pro yellow jackets but succession's gonna win it should win so there you go yeah
0: All right, let's get into the best comedy series category. The nominees are Abbott Elementary, Barry, which I get it's a comedy because it's 30 minutes, but my God, how is that a comedy? (laughs) Um, Then we have season one of The Bear. Remember, season one of The Bear came out in June of last year, so it was after the Emmy deadline, so this most recent season that you and I have been talking about. It be won't be time. eligible till 2024. Um, but anyway, so we've got the bear, then we have jury duty, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, only murders in the building, Ted Lasso, and Wednesday. Uh, again, Wednesday somehow got into, um, the comedy category, even though it is not 30 minutes. I don't know how they, like, these rules are so porous and ridiculous. Um, what is your What is your gut telling you here? I would assume Ted Lasso was going to win, even though I did not think season three mm. was great. I you know barely thought it was good. Um, well, what, what are you thinking?
1: Three or season? F- it's for season three, right? So last season, not the final season.
0: No, the final season is season three. It is this one. It's because it got in under the eligibility deadline. Am
1: I thinking that Ted Lasso had four seasons? <laughs> Am I correct? You about you that? are. It only had three. Ooh. It only had three gasp, okay. Um, I, I don't know because it received such bad everything, bad press, bad reviews, bad fan reactions. So I think I would be. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if it doesn't win. I don't necessarily think it's deserving, but I think it will still end up as Ted Lasso. I thought yeah. Barry's final season for you know not being a comedy, even though it is very yeah. funny sometimes, uh, not as funny as it was in season one, became progressively darker and darker. I think it's pretty much a perfect show.
0: Okay, best limited or anthology series: Beef. Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. The Bane of My Television Watching Existence this year. Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, hello. Fleischman, hello. Fleischman is in trouble. And somehow Obi-Wan Kenobi got nominated. Were there only five Thanks. limited or anthology series this year? Because that's the only yeah, reason Obi-Wan should have gotten in there. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it was what fine. a mess.
1: It was fine. It,
0: but it shouldn't have been
1: one. It's not one no, of my best. My God. Of course not. I'm surprised that Andor was there, too. That's silly and surprising, but... Oh no, I think a lot of people,
0: a lot of TV critics had Andor as like one of I the best shows of 2022.
1: I liked it a lot, but I didn't retain anything about it. Oh, well, so that's fair. yeah, that's
0: fair. I, I'm going to go with beef in this category. I think that is probably. the best one, although Fleischman in trouble, yeah. Fleischman in trouble it. probably has some in too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go through some of the folks. I'm just going to run through names who have nominations because there are so many of them. Um, you've got people like Daniel Radcliffe. Michael Shannon, Jessica Woo-hoo! Chastain, Pedro Pascal in three categories. Yay! Three categories. You've Love also Patrick. got Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, Christina Applegate, Rachel Brosnahan, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Hannah Waddingham, Martin Short, Anna Lee Ashford, Arian Moyad, Cherry Jones, Nathan Lane, Becky Ann Baker, uh, and more and more. There were some nominations in there for, um, for Schmigga as, as the show. Yeah. And, and some uh, a lot of other really interesting things. The Carol Burnett 90 Years of Laughter Variety Series Yay. was was nominated. Get Beauty it. and the Beast a mm-hmm. 30th celebration was also nominated. Hocus Pocus Two was nominated. Julie Andrews was nominated as well. As um, she just damn a, a well ton be. of theater people. But the one that I think that I um, Judith Light, F. Murray Abraham as well. But the one that I think mm-hmm. a lot of theater people were really excited about that might have gone under the radar because she's not necessarily as big of a name as some of those other people is Megan Fahey, who was nominated. Mm for um Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for The White Lotus. She is a Broadway kid. She was the replacement daughter in Next to Normal. And a lot of people are excited about her kind of turning into a fairly fairly big Hollywood star and uh, getting an Emmy nomination here. Mm -hmm. All right, we've talked a lot on our first two stories, so let's run through the the rest here really quickly. Um, But right (laughs) after we recorded uh, Wednesday's episode, the Broadway production of Pearly Victorious and Non-Confederate Ramp Through the Cotton Patch announced its official opening night and the rest of its dates. It'll Officially open on September 27th, following previews beginning on September 7th. It will play the Music Box Theater. Also, yesterday, the uh, Broadway bound world premiere production of a wonderful world, actually, not the world premiere. I don't know if they're calling this a world premiere because it was supposed to have, I was supposed to be at the world premiere production. In March of 2020, and I drove down to Ooh. Miami, and it was canceled. Ah, yeah. um, anyway, it's the Louis Armstrong musical, A Wonderful World. It will. We already know that it will star James Monroe Iglehart. They released the uh, other members of the cast that will be joining him when the show has its first performance in uh, in New Orleans, which is where Louis Armstrong's career started. Then it will have like its big, long official out of town tryout in Chicago this fall. Uh, but uh, Terea Campbell will be joining the pr- production as well as Jenny. Harney Fleming, Bryn Lark, a former Six alum, uh, Khalifa White, most recently seen on Broadway in Carolina Change, also one of the cast members from Little Shop of Horrors, will be in there as well, and Tony Ward nominee Vanessa Williams has joined as a lead producer for the show. Speaking of out-of-town tryouts, we'd, we've talked a lot through the years about the Soul Train musical is now called Hippest Trip, colon, Soul or no, Dash, train. the Soul Train musical. It will have its... Um, uh, world premiere production in uh, San Francisco this coming August, and uh, they announced the cast. It is featuring a number of names that you might have heard of before. Uh, Terrence Archie is in there, Quentin Earl Darrington, Sydney DuPont, and the always fantastic Amber Amon. It will begin performances uh, on August 25th and will run through October 1st. Then uh, we do want to point out that the current Broadway production of New York, New York received the ACCA Award for Outstanding Broadway Chorus from the Actors' Equity Association. Uh, the annual award goes to honor the choruses and ensembles of original Broadway companies. Certainly think that this is, is worthy of this as uh, I Extremely think the ensemble are so. of the strongest things in this show.
1: Unquestionably. All right,
0: let's wrap up. <laughs> no comment. I've, I've said enough. Um <laughs> Our feel-good recommendation, either feel good that you get to see this or feel bad that you don't have $7 million. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> Stephen Sondheim's home is now up yeah. for sale in New York City, and it is going for $7 million. Yeah. You can see all of the pictures, a video walkthrough of the home, um...
1: All the window cards. Yeah, the window cards.
0: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, Collection
1: of Sondheim reviews. I'm glad that we have the same set on our bookcases. Very nice.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, I, I, I mean, I. If I had seven million dollars, this, I would have bought it already. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I would have done this. It's on, uh, East 59th Street in Midtown East. Um, just, it's gorgeous as you would expect, but, uh. Is it actually, East
1: 59 or East 49?
0: East 49. Did I say 59? I meant 40. Yeah. Um, East like 49. Like that I knew that off
1: the top of my head.
0: Thanks. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. But this is like, it's, it's really nice. But I, you know what I, you know what I loved the most is, Kind of like the little atrium uh, that, mm. that is in the front of the house. Yeah. Really, really nice. Uh, gla- lots of glass and stuff. So, uh, you know, check it out. If you had $7 million, you know you know how you can get it. It's a single family townhouse. Uh, it is uh, 1,907 square feet. So, very
1: cool. My Venmo is Ashley-Steves. <laughs> and my Zelle is Ashley at AshleySteves.com. Go forth.
0: Yeah, if you have seven million dollars you want to give somebody else, please let her know. Yeah. Uh, Alright, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio and can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and threads at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? So
1: silly. You can find me on Instagram and know this is Ashley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean i i don't really ch- the only time i actually look at threads is if i get a notification that somebody else followed me or somebody that i follow has you didn't have
1: up. any push notifications earlier when you texted me so no
0: yeah i, <laughs> I sent uh <laughs> ashley and grace a screenshot yeah. of uh, something that i got i did not have any notifications on, uh, out to cameo. on threads at the time <laughs> gotta love i didn't even know i had cameo still on my phone but there you go <laughs> all right everybody have a wonderful thursday we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow